Hello, and um, welcome to the Spot Podcast, the Paul Pogba Agenda Podcast. Um, as usual, we have our always impeccable hosts. That's us, cumulatively. Um, guys, we're back to the show. Please. I said guys. I'm not here. Guys. So, this is the part we are supposed to um, introduce ourselves, yeah? <laughs> Stay your damn memes, please. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm just here. And I told you, consistency <laughs> is not going to last. <laughs> please let someone else talk, Mr. Israel. <laughs> <clears throat> Israel, um, what what exactly is this your profile picture, but I am totally confused. We agreed to leave this for But but I am I'm just going to be quiet uh, because I think you, you made my evening already. Um, this is Debo here, and um, I'll never, I think I would allow. Pogba agenda this weekend just because of this profile picture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good, doctor. good day, guys. It's good to be back again. Um, Arsenal, as usual, two lovely weeks with one very torrid week to follow. We'll talk about that <laughs> later on. In the guys, guys, it's lovely to have you guys back in the house. Man, football is really hotting up and too many dimensions and too many things to talk about in football. But let's kick off from a punch. Guys, it's happening. Mike Tyson, one of the greatest heavyweights in the world, um, is fighting an exhibition match against the four-weight categories, heavyweight Roy Woods Jr. Guys, do we see another Tyson overkill? Uh, um, personally, I would I just say... Uh... I think it's exciting for the fans. Um, of course, we know Tyson is one of the greatest heavyweight uh, you know, boxer. And well, my actual concern is, for, let's forget about the old buzz and vibe about it, but are they medically fit for this fight? Because we've seen even their younger uh, counterparts you know, fall on the, on the ring and we wouldn't want such situation for you know legends like that at this moment so i believe their medical you know checks have been done to allow this this fight to go on or maybe they are going to wear safeguards on their head yeah, that's, please that's please something. please we don't want medical <laughs> don't put a damp now on this we've been low long well the issue is the issue is well they've, they've said it's going to be like eight rounds that's a doctor's so, opinion, right there. So, so I feel, I feel, in as much as they don't go all all the way to knock themselves down. Go for it, down, doctor. Well, go for it, doctor. I, I, yeah. I feel they, they they should just have an exhibition game and just enjoy the moment. Nothing overly serious. Please be more excited than this, doctor. <laughs> but but is it is it? Are we going to say this is also as got money for these guys? No, or maybe. I think I think it's it's a two way thing, yeah. Yes, everybody wants to see Tyson fight again. Everybody wants to see Tyson back in the ring. And not only that, everybody wants to see Tyson knock out someone again in 2020. So I I feel, yes, it's on their part. They know, we all know that people put down money 
for Tyson to fight again. And Tyson knows that, that, that people put down money for him to fight again. And it's, yes, it's about money. And it's also about the entertainment. It's, only, uh, it's, it's always about the knockout. And yes, it might not be medically sound because they're getting old and one knockout can send the other guy home. But... Guys, guys, before before we dump the excitement. Um, okay, so Mike Tyson will be fighting against Roy Jones Jr., uh, it will be on September 12th in Los Angeles. It will be an eight-round exhibition match. Uh, most of us grew up on videos of Mike Tyson as the greatest boxer we have seen up till that point. And I think some of us still want to see him again. Seeing as I'm not a boxing promoter, I would really love to be a fan and just support Mike Tyson in this fight. Let's just give them that. This might be the last time we see them in the ring. You? Well, good luck to them. And um, we hope to enjoy the matchup. I think you will. You will. I can assure you that you will. Another thing that you will enjoy is the NBA. Guys, let's um, shift our focus to the NBA. Uh, we're back. It seems we're back. Nah, it's just <laughs> the screaming games that are back. I don't think the real NBA is back, but just the screaming games are back. Uh, but then, there are still games, and um, yesterday I was quite disappointed uh, with what Lakers, you know, it's did just in game game, brother. You yes, it's just that. They lost by four points, yes, brother. Uh-uh, calm down. Hold on. <laughs> calm down. Yes, I know it is just screaming, but then I still um, expect that the Lakers, but the only confidence I can draw away from the game is that, you know, Dion Waiters and the likes of um, JL got some ready, man. We could see them coming good for for the team I, I i at least i can see that happening and hopefully they can gel from there but then um i i also don't like the fact that players are just leaving you know the bubble and it's almost as if everybody's not having a family issue or one or you know of the other it's just something that is really funny so many players have gone out of the bubble and you know i'm sure a few weeks ago we spoke about players trying to leave the bubble when they are inside already and you've done this quarantine test. So are they going to just come inside this bubble again? I like it's I, I feel like it is so unnecessary at the moment and it's just it's just disrupting Mr. Israel, what do you think? I think if they want to leave the um, bubble for personal reasons or family issues, they should be allowed to leave the bubble. But after that they should be quarantined. That's what I feel. They should be quarantined um, if they want to get back into the bubble to monitor their health before um, allowing them to play games or or train with their team. And as we said, as I said before, I can't wait for the NBA to be back because I really want to see Lakers in full action. Now you just scream games and they're a little bit boring. Defenses are loose. Attack. Attack is a little attack is very loose and everybody has I think all of this all of this are due to players just being out of shape for so long. Yes, yes, um, I totally understand that. And the coaches are just trying new formations and they're just trying to see what piece work and what piece does not work. So I really am not I'm not with I'm not disappointed with any result. It's just try and error at this point in time. Was there any really any result that mattered over the course of the past few scrimmages? Um, no result matters to me. 
All right. So we can't really read anything into it right now. Yes. And um, when they be Lakers result or something to me. I'm <laughs> That's because you're a fan, sir. <laughs> but let's leave you on your fanning of the Lakers. Oh, guys, it's uh, it's football time, and Mr. Israel will not be permitted to speak throughout this segment because we have now realized that his agendas are where well, fraudulent. So, Doctor Kwe, before the fraud, <laughs> he's allowed to say <laughs> word. Let's uh, let's quickly run by you. As it stands presently, um, what is there to still fight for in the Premier League and in Serie A that you think people should watch out for? Okay, well, um, starting with England, everybody is looking towards that final day when um, Manchester United will be away at the King Power Stadium and um, Chelsea will be hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, those are the um, two or three teams that are still gunning for that last two spots in the top four. The dynamics is quite interesting. Right now, Chelsea is on 63 points in fourth spot. Manchester United also 63 points in third position. They have you know, the better goals, goals difference than Chelsea. Leicester is just one point behind them with 62 points. So depending on the outcomes of those games on Sunday to determine who be making it for that um, third and fourth spot. So it's looking like it's looking like um, Manchester United and Chelsea. If they I know it hurts get, to say it. I know it hurts. I really know it hurts. It's okay. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing hot hot in there because I'm. I mean. I mean. I'm languishing in tenth position. So ah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's nothing new. And anyways, in the oh, in the new. relegation. Well, maybe, maybe we, 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 are, we are getting used to the situation. As in the, fans, in the, um, are getting used to the situation. In the, in the relegation battle is is just between um, Aston Villa and Watford, and probably Bournemouth. They have an outside chance of remaining in the Premier League if they can win away at Everton, which we know is most likely going to be a tall order for them. So it's most is is more likely going to be Bournemouth to join Norwich. Then whoever comes out with the goods between Aston Villa and Watford on the final, the Watford will be away at Arsenal, while Aston Villa will be away at West Ham United. Aston Villa looked done and exhausted, but their one new victory over Arsenal during the week has revived their chances of staying up, coupled with the fact that Watford lost scandalously to Manchester City <laughs> as well. So... I feel, I feel, I don't think um, Arsenal will be doing Watford any favor on the final day. So I see Watford joining, joining Bournemouth and Norwich, bar any dramatic, you know, football drama on the final day. Let's talk about the, the, for the, the top scorers, the top scorers in the league. Um, do you see Abameyang maybe catching up to Jim Vardy? Um, all things being equal on the final day. It's it's possible. It is possible because um. They're going to be facing a team that are really, really low of confidence at the moment. They don't even have a coach uh, at their disposal. So it's really possible that they just, you know, have another horrendous outing to them on, on Sunday and then Arsenal are putting like five past them. So it's possible Aubameyang pops two, three goals in that match. And, you know, 
past um but then ben taking Bobby. it away from Abba Young, um, Danny Ings is presently the man behind Jimmy Vardy, two goals behind him. Um all things being equal, because we already know that the Leicester Manchester United match is skewed for United to uh, just snag a draw and qualify for the Champions League. So, uh, as it stands right now, Pierre Mika Bermeyang is on 20 goals, Danny Ings is on 21 goals, and Jamie Vardy is on 23 goals. Mr. Israel, whose opinion we are finally going to allow? Do you think Mohamed Salah has a, a slight chance, considering who he plays? Why is Salah even in the question in the first place? Because he's on 19 goals. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. All right, then. Think, so, I let's think, leave. I don't think Salah has any chance on getting the the golden boot or something like that. It does not. The only True. Um, True. The it's that, taking scoring four goals or more to eclipse Jimmy Vardy. So I, I, I think that's I, I, practically I impossible. I don't see him I don't see him scoring four goals or more. I don't even see him scoring scoring. But Ryan Sterling is also on nineteen goals and Manchester City <laughs> plays Norwich, the worst team in the league. So does anybody think Ryan Sterling can pop four? I, I no. strongly, I strongly doubt, doubt. <laughs> good, that. good, good. Okay, but Marcus Rashford is no, seventeen. Does anybody see him popping six? Are we talk? Are we joking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, those, those are presently the Premier League top scorers. We think Jimmy Vardy takes this one pretty easily too. Um, ahead of all these other strikers, guys. It has been a very wonderful season in the Premier League. Let's quickly pop to the Serie A, where Ronaldo and Juventus seem intent on not winning this title. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't see it that way. I see it. That they are the, working the very hard to snatch no, 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 a draw that, from the that's the, not, from the jaws of a win. That's not, that's not what I see. That I see it like the chasing pack are totally unserious. From Lazio to Inter Milan to Atlanta, they have simply not been good enough. Presently, Atlanta is playing one-one with AC Milan. Yes, yeah, so if if with it, an opportunity it, to go just a few points behind Juve. If it ends that way, if it ends that way, they would they would they would be on ninety five points on seventy five oh, points 75 with points. with um, Juve still having a game in hand. I I really don't see how they would. They no, would Juve has played their game in hand. No, 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 no. Juve, Juve has played thirty five games. Juve has yeah, Atlanta weekend, has also weekend, played thirty five games. No, no, Atlanta. Oh, wow. This is their thirty sixth game. Oh, okay. So it's like I, the, I weekend, the yeah. weekend set of games is just starting today. Yeah, yeah, so, I get what yeah, you mean. So, Sorry, so, Juve, I mean. so Juve will still have to play Sampdoria later on. But if Atalanta win this game, they go to 76 points, four points behind Juve. So, but nonetheless, I think Juve are almost guaranteed winning this title. Yeah, they are just think, being think, so. Juve, Juve, Juventus are not guaranteed a win against Sampdoria because they've been too inconsistent. They've been... Um, since the restart, it has been like Ronaldo and penalty have been like their yeah, saving grace most of the game. Well, Sergio Ramos and so, penalty saved Real Madrid, so I don't well, think that, but that they, were not if, they were not considering Madrid was not considering. Even if they do not win, they have a five point cushion. I don't see how they will lose a five point cushion with two games to go. It's not likely. Um, well, man, you lost. Man, you lost eight, eight, eight points. Eight points. To, in three games. Uh, with four games. With four games. Four, four games. games. And, and it's all well, well, guys, let's do a quick in-depth analysis of this. Um, Juventus and Serie A and um, Mauritius Sarri. Does it look like a marriage made in heaven? Match made in heaven. No. Yeah. Ross, uh-uh. <laughs> Come on. I'm asking I think, questions um, here. I, I think Juventus... Um, 
plan was to change the style of play of Juventus. That's the board of directors itself. That's why they got out Allegri, who I think was doing a, a great job there. But I, uh, well, we all want... Considering what Pep... Sarri is doing, was Allegri really doing a great job? Yes. Yes, he was. Yes. Totally. He was doing I think because I for part, I think for part, Allegri is going to be matched by Mauricio Sarri right now. Both I of them will be tied to I think Allegri every has... time. Has done be- like did better than Mauricio Sarri. You watch Juventus. By what yardstick, sir? By by what they put what they put on on the, what they show on the on the field of play. You well, watch Mauricio Juventus. Mauricio is going to win the league by at least six points. As we, it's, it's clear now. That's, so that is not new. That is not new. Sure they didn't they they, they, they didn't even bring him to they didn't bring him to win the league because. They, exactly. they've won the, this is their ninth consecutive title for crying out loud. That's <laughs> that is not why they brought him in. You look at how Juventus play; they have good players, but they do not seem to have that, you know, that cohesion. They they, they just seem to be far apart on the pitch. The passing flow is not there, and I don't see how they will be able to win the Champions League with the way they've been performing this season. Well, performances are not really the real yardstick, Mister Israel. Um, the Champions League resumes in, in a couple of days from now. Do you see Juventus putting up a good fight? They play 1-1 one, one million in their first leg and they just need to win the second leg to qualify for the quarterfinals. Ah, that's a tough game. For them not to be able to beat Indonesia yesterday night, I don't think, I don't think um, they'll be able to go past Lyon. And but considering that Lyon have been done with the French League since over three months ago, I think maybe the players might not be fit enough to compare to the Juventus players who have been playing through this whole restart. It still doesn't mean as long as they have Sarri on that bench, detecting the attack for them. Sarri agenda, <laughs> new thing. Sarri agenda, new thing. <laughs> Mr. Debo, uh, as yeah. it stands, uh, the Serie A seems to almost guarantee that Juve will win it. Down at the bottom, the, the almost certain guys, Lecce, Brescia and Spal, are fighting for the scraps to be relegated. Genoa was in the strong relegation fights, but they seem to have extricated themselves now. As it stands, it's going to be Lecce, Brescia and Spal. No, I don't think anybody saw any difference happening this season. Well, there's, there's no late drama for Lecce. I, I felt Lecce could maybe push Genoa. I really want. I really want, wanted Genoa to go down because they, they've been poor for the past two seasons. and They've, they've been horrible. Escape. So I think I think Lecce, Lecce is also done and dusted. They will go down with it too. With it. Yeah, they are four points behind Genoa right now. Except if it all goes wrong for Genoa, Lecce might yeah. um, stay up. Well, guys, I think yeah. that's it. Uh, in a nutshell, should we quickly take it? We should dash quickly talk about the. We should quickly talk about the um, battle for the top scorer in um, in Italy. I think ah, it's taking an interesting turn. Bless yes. you, sir. Well, presently, Cristiano Ronaldo and Chiro Immobile seem only to outdo themselves. Chiro Immobile is on 31 goals. Cristiano Ronaldo is on 30 goals. They are the two forerunners for the Capo Canonieri. And if Ronaldo wins it, I promise to tear my shirt on the spot on the final day of the season. Why are you tearing your shirt in excitement or in agony? Are you? Why would I be in agony? Cristiano Ronaldo is the second best thing since sliced bread. Well, okay. Thank God you said second. Um, I think Ronaldo will probably nick it or both of them will share it. I think so because Ronaldo is still going to get at least at least two penalties before the end of the season. Considering, so, well, I feel considering the fixtures left. I am so concerned about the penalties. I literally thought you were going to say at least five goals for <laughs> your already down to So you are concerned the Ronaldo agenda. It's Mr. Debo and the Ronaldo penalty agenda. Noted. <laughs> Dr. Pe. 
considering the fixtures <laughs> left, I think I think it's going to be really close. Um, Lazio still have Hellas, Verona, and um, they have Brescia at home. So those are possible. So that's four goals where, for Immobile. Yeah, possible four goals. Although they will play Napoli in the final day on the final day of the season. Juve so will also Roma. So let's just look at it as saying as saying Immobile might end up with 33, 34, or 35 goals. So can Ronaldo get more than that? We'll find out. Yes, Ronaldo can score 40. So let's... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Two penalties per game, right? Well, I, I, I didn't see that and I will not be drawn into such, such blasphemous statements. Okay, okay. Guys, for Formula One, um, three new races have been added to Formula One calendar. Uh, I don't know if you guys are looking forward to that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited that at least we have more Grand Prix this year and um, it's a good thing for the sports. It's something that is growing drastically and we don't, I don't think they want anything to hinder that growth at this moment. So having more Grand Prix is, is a good thing for the sports itself. So I'm just excited that we can still see the likes of Hamilton and the rest do their thing out there on the race. So, okay. Well, let me just drop. Let me just drop the the schedule for the Grand Prix that will be coming up. The ones that have just been added um, between the ninth and the eleventh in Germany. Then in Portugal between the twenty third and twenty fifth, and in Italy between the thirty first and the first all of October. Wow, it's going to be an exciting month in um, F1 season. But well, hopefully, Vettel will prove us wrong that he's back and um, we'll be able to have a good team next, <laughs> next year. Hopefully, 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 hopefully. That's a huge job. Um, I think that will be the end of um, our show this, this weekend. Uh, well, except... Um, we have the agenda for 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 Man City and play out the season. There's there's really no agenda. We know who is deserving of the award. So. Who is, Can who is we all say that Kevin De Bruyne is deserving of the award? Of course, it's, it's not a debate. That's really an Arsenal fan, Real Madrid fan, sir. It's just the Bieber. <laughs> we, you are not all right, sir. Uh, Mr. Debo. Uh, Bruno, Bruno. Bruno, what? Stop, you are malaria, sir. But you know the funny thing? Your body temperature is high, sir. The funniest thing is that um, team of the year, I, I think Bruno should be in team of the year. Team yeah, he's very season. deserving of that. Team of the season, it should be there. So, so he has been which, which, exceptional. Which, we are looking at we are looking, okay. Well, let's 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 look at the midfield. You you know it will not be there. Is, why not? Why? Who, who, who is who going to make up the midfield midfield three? And who is going to make yeah. up the three in attack? De Bruyne, Bruno, and maybe for sentiment's sake, Jordan Anderson. Even though I think Fabio should be there, he has he has been ahead. But then Jordan Anderson. Okay. Well, I feel, I feel the truth. The truth is, Bruno has, has has probably been the best player in the league since he, since he signed. That's since January. So yes, that's, 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 but, I that's. But I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think that is that is good enough to put him in the team of the year. There are so many exceptional players. Like that, that Sterling. If Sterling is going to be in the team, he will be somewhere in the midfield because you have to have 
one of the out and outs, maybe a Vardy, maybe a, a Danny Ings or someone in the, in the position of nine. Then you have so many other players that have been fantastic. The likes of Mane, the likes of even Rashford and those guys. So I, I really don't know how they are going to. Well, we can. We'll see let me let me quickly let me quickly run through an agenda. And this is not an agenda. I take that back. So I had a discussion with my friend in England um, earlier today, and um, he was talking about the the impacts that Jordan Henderson makes in Liverpool, both as a person and as a footballer. And it seems to be that he was awarded that um, title, that award, that personal award, the FWA Footballer of the Year, for his actions both on and off the pitch. Yes. Well, I, 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 I really don't know what the journalists have made the decision, and if and they feel it's Jordan Anderson. Yeah, because really it's, it's their it's their prerogative to choose. And Jordan yes, Anderson spearheaded a players together initiative during the coronavirus lockdown. We, but but then but then are we really what we look at for pages for those awards? Are what are what you do on the fo- on the football pitch? Not what. You no, 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 no. This is the journalist choosing who they think has been the best player. Which this is the reason why Marcus Rashford was chosen as third player ahead. Is it the, Marcus Rashford the has not been the best player in Manchester United? We was chosen well, as third. Well, then I think we should know the yardstick or we should know the um the criteria for the um, it award. is journalists if, choosing who they think has been the best footballer of the year. Yes, that was contributions I'm saying. in all round. Okay, that is that is a clause. That is a clause. Are we saying it's contributions what they are doing off the pitch, or we are talking about their performances on the pitch? Because if journalists about report the performances, what happens on and off the pitch. So okay, then, journalists have enough. the right to fair yeah, enough to choose. Yeah. All right. So guys, um, that's Jordan Anderson. Um, the PFA is going to come out, and that's the players voting for who they think is the best player. I don't think it should be doubt. I don't think it should be anything of doubt. It should be Kevin De Bruyne. We've all seen it with our eyes. We've all seen how exceptional the player is. Personally, I think Kevin De Bruyne should be in for the running. I, him and Trent Alexander-Arnold are my forerunners. That's me. Personally. An, out, an outside shout for Saido Mane as well. Yes. Not even outside. He's a good contender too. But I'd rather pick Trent Alexander-Arnold ahead of him. And not because of just because of he can spam crosses and the cross and inshallah works with him on the pitch. I just think he, the guy has been exceptional in delivery of his football this season. He has done everything expected of him. He has been excellent. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold has also had a great shout. A great season. If not one of the best seasons of his career. Well, personally, I would say um, my, my shout-out would be Kevin De Bruyne, um, Danny Ings, scoring that those amount of goals from a team like that, who usually does not even score that. Like they don't. They, I think their top strikers usually score in the range of twelve or thirteen. 15, to, fifteen at most. Yeah, yeah. So for you to have scored this number, that's fifteen for Ricky Lambert a few years ago. Exactly. So for and that was even an attacking side of Southampton because we all know the likes of the players they had Adam Sadio Mane and these guys were in that team. An attacking side compared to like this team that they, they really do not have that attacking flair or you know the, the type of that Southampton. But these guys have still been able to deliver those numbers. His goals basically lifted them out of relegation. They were in the relegation battle in the initial stages. It's just, it's just yes. Crazy. So my so Dan Dan Ings has been exceptional. So yeah. guys, before we quickly move on, um um, wait wait wait. Let me give my shout out. Let me give my shout out. In La, wait before before you give in La Liga in La Liga there was also the best players in La Liga. Don't say that. 
As usual, Lionel Messi won it ahead of your Benzema TSC. <laughs> well, who won the league? <laughs> Real Madrid. Yeah, so. That's your defense. Is that all you have to say? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, care, I don't, I don't care about it. He pin him! But no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't even want to believe that Madrid players and fans genuinely expected that Benzema was going to win best player in La Liga. Like for what? That, Stranger that, things have happened. It's just, it's just really funny. Messi has scored more. He has assisted more. He has created more chances. He has had completed dribbles more. Yeah. Whoa, what? In My girlfriend cheated with Messi. Come on. I, th- I, think, just, I think we failed to realize how good Messi was this season because of the standards we had we had made for him. He had over 20 goals, 20 assists in the league. Exactly. 25 goals and 21 assists. That's, that's just how That's remarkable. <laughs> Are you guys done? So, let me talk. So, um, big shout We're rounding up Mr. Israel. Big shout out to Timo Kotoa. He really, he really stepped up this season. And um, look, I... cheers for Kepa, Rizabalaga, and Chelsea fans. Don't yeah, yes. And a big shout out to Rafael Varane. He, he has, he has been the unsung hero in Real Madrid. He has been a good partner to Ramos. Keep and in mind, I will give shout out to Manchester United players when we qualify for the Champions League. I and, say when because it's out. And. Um, Lastly, a big shout out to Adama Traore. Gave a lot of top um, top teams pressure this season. Especially Thank you for my FPL popping. Especially the left back. People like um, Shaw and the rest. Um, you are not all right, sir. Please mute that man. Mute that man. So, Mr. Debo, <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy Premier League, the last year of the season. Where are you captaining? Uh, Kaiwaka. What? That's who I'm captaining. <laughs> that man is not okay, sir. The doctor, who might you be captain in the final day of the season? But that's exactly who I'm captaining. I, I, I actually have not thought about it, but I'll most likely give it to De Bruyne. He went at home to um, Norwich, chasing the assist record. I think he might just drop the points. I need. Pep is a bastard. Mr. Israel. I'd like to give it to De Bruyne, but Pep is a bastard. <laughs> I personally think I'll be giving it to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who plays Watford on the final day of the season and he might start pad, or I expect him to start pad against them. But I, I'm start usually pad, wrong with my choices. Pad? What, do you mean, what do you mean by start pad? <laughs> Review that statement. So it's been what a pleasure hosting the Sport Podcast with you guys tonight. I appreciate all your contributions. And I hope our fans also appreciate your contributions. I stand by my start party statements, doctor. Come and find me out too. All right, guys. All right, it's all right. <laughs>